The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everybody and welcome to another edition of the panel discussion. I am one of your three hosts, Greg Knowlton, as always, joined by Matt Johnson and Micah. Hey. <laughs> That's all I, I don't have a fun name yet, guys. Look, man, this whole quarantine thing's got me fucked up. I can't see you guys right now, so I don't know like what you're wearing. I can't feel you. I can't. Smelly. I can't smell the basement. I can't smell the blue cheese crusted <laughs> on the floor over there at your uh, at the at the podcast headquarters. Like I like the quarantine is just a, a mess right now. I we're we're stuck indoors. My wife may have the Rona, uh, but she 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 may actually have it. Um, I feel great, uh, but I know they're not giving out any tests right now uh, because there fucking aren't any. Uh, so they were no. just kind of like, well, stay indoors for two weeks, and there you go. Sacrifice uh, like, a child you know, or a goat, whatever yeah. you prefer. A, a child, probably, yeah, a child, just to get, like, PETA off our asses. Um, <laughs> but, like, if you're, if you're anything like me and you're quarantined, you have a lot of time on your hands. And also, if you listen to the show, you're probably a huge fucking nerd. So <laughs> I want you to put down... <laughs> I want you to put down the PS4 controller. Or, you know, if you're banging your cousin with the one eye, put down your Xbox controller. I want you to roll up. I want you to roll up a thick Polish sausage-sized blunt. Sprinkle a little keef on it, light it up, take a big rip off of it, blow it out, and I want you to sit back and picture Gene Gray. Pegging Wolverine, well, our favorite Canadian. Oh no! Well, our favorite. Oh yeah. Well, our favorite Canadian is blowing Cyclops, and Gene and Scott. Oh, oh, Gene and Scott. Their eyes are just locked on each other, and Scott reaches over, reaches over Logan's thick, hairy back to gently kiss Gene on Gene on the lips. And whisper how much he loves her. And meanwhile, the whole time, Professor X is watching this thing via Cerebro. Or Cerebro, whatever the fuck that room is. What a hot opening. Uh, like, it's definitely, if that's what's happening, it's definitely Cerebro. It's not. Cerebro, that's right, because fucking Professor X is just living his fucking boys. Watching that shit in Cerebro. <laughs> like, what an asshole. Like, it's, it's, dude, Professor X could see anything he wants. And he's, oh, he's out there. He's chasing mutants, trying to find mutants to bring to his school. Fuck that. Dude's a pervert. Why is <laughs> Professor X the crocodile oh, hunter? <laughs> I, that's my, that's, that wasn't British for you? We'll blame this whole over phone gimmick. I, I'm pretty sure I sounded British. <laughs> Crichton, is he British? Look, that, fuck, I don't know him anymore. He looks like an Omega. Crikey. <laughs> so... So, yeah, let's start off the show with that visual in mind. Oh, that, I mean, I don't know how you follow that. 
I don't know and how. That's we our show. Bye. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, we follow it by getting deep, deeper and deeper into this hole every week. Every week, I want, I, I want us to dive deeper into this hot, steamy love triangle. <laughs> All right, because I want, it. and now Professor X is involved. That's like a, that's a cube, that's a cube of love. <laughs> Yeah, the cue ball of love. Oh, yeah. I, I we gotta. I, I every week. It's good. This is gonna be after a year of doing this. We're gonna have enough, enough to finally get my my smut novel out. It's literally just gonna be the whole mansion involved at some point. I, listen, a lot of them are kids. We don't need that. I'm talking like let's get Rogue in there. Like, <laughs> like you talk about like fucking suck being sucked dry, man. Of everything. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Oh, are you coughing? Yo, who was fucking coughing? That's Gregory. <laughs> Greg, Greg's got the Rona. <laughs> no, it no. got me. <laughs> All right, Greg, you got the Rona. <laughs> oh, boy. how you boys doing? I'm. Well, we're doing well, bud. How are you? How are you? Time, I, you sound excited. It, well, I'm losing my mind. This is this is the most human interaction I've had in a while, other than just me, me, the dog, and the missus. So it's 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 very exciting. I legitimately had a friend today go, "Hey, I'm gonna come over, my wife and and the kids, and we're gonna park at the curb, and you guys can come out on the balcony, and we'll catch up." That and that happened. We sat on the balcony and we talked to these people while they sat in the curb on in their van. <laughs> I don't know why. That sounds like a scene in a Will, Will Ferrell movie. I feel like I've seen that in a Will Ferrell movie uh, at some point. I, <laughs> like, yeah, we're just driving around How doing this. We went to, to Niagara Falls first and visited someone. We went to Depew. Now we're back home and we came to visit you guys. Like, that's literally what they're doing today is driving and curbside chatting with people. <laughs> did you guys, what air, weird, did you guys like, shake each other's hands like from, from virtual handshake? <laughs> Give each other life. virtual hugs. It's great. I miss you. <laughs> or like the what was it? Uh, was it Taylor Swift? Are you are you okay? The uh, the, the music was that Taylor Swift? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? The old Taylor Swift music video. I I think that's what it was. Where she's uh, looking out the window. It's it's uh, and she goes, "Are you okay?" It's, a, it's holding like a little sign that says, "Are you okay?" to her neighbor. Uh, it's 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 really wacky. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's what life is right now. It's it is. It's 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 weird. I, Communicating like yeah. Wiley Coyote with signs. Jump <laughs> off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, dude, things are definitely weird. But of course, uh, always news going on in the world of comic books. We got a lot to talk about today uh, for you. First, what do we want to start off with today, boys? There's there's quite oh, a few. Can, uh, can I start? Yeah, yeah. let's can start. I start? Have you start. All right. First things first, I'm sure you guys saw it. Gal Gadot and her stupid fucking video singing that song about imagine there's no people and all those asshole celebrities getting in on it and singing with her. <laughs> I've seen it mocked a lot of many times. I, I don't. <laughs> Gilbert, I don't know. Gilbert Godgrief had the best. Uh, Godfrey has the best the best response to that when he's singing it. It's just phenomenal. I mean, I can't do I can't do his voice. So look that up. But yeah, the celebrities they don't they're not even people at this point. Like 
Jesus Christ. No, I know. Yeah, they're singing to us as they're getting tested for COVID, and we're just struggling down here. Uh, dude, it's shit is weird. That was that was a strange thing to wake up to and and see. Uh, very very strange. Not overly. That song's overly... about the apocalypse, by the way. <laughs> that song, imagine, is about imagine there's no people. Imagine there's no religion. Yeah, it's because it's the fucking end of the world. That's what that song is about. Why she picked that and not like. Uh, I don't know, Changes by David Bowie or something like <laughs> Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all her. Night, it's all Wonder yeah. Woman. She's they were all <laughs> saying night-night to us. Night-night, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> do not, thanks for watching. Do not Goodbye. Turn on, do not turn on the Illuminati thing in my brain because I will go full fucking conspiracy and sabotage the episode. <laughs> oh, no. Keep no. I will hope to do that. We'll do a bonus episode on the Illuminati Scout's Honor. That's, that's, uh, a, that's a Patreon page, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm for it. I'm Micah for go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys yeah. want to, you guys want to check out my OnlyFans. It's just me jerking off talking about conspiracy theories the whole time <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman. Two is actually Wonder Woman 84 officially. I just seen uh, it's probably not going to get re- released to theaters uh, at all. I was really intrigued to see this. They're going to release it on streaming service. Uh, at least that's the plan. HBO, I think the HBO streaming service. Uh, so an interesting route for them to take instead of postponing it. Uh, what are you guys thoughts on that? Michael, let's start with you. I hate it. I hate it so much. I think you should just postpone these movies until the movie theaters open up. There is not a chance I'm going to enjoy Wonder Woman 84 on my 50-inch Sony TV in my living room and spend how much? They're probably going to be asking for, what, 15, 20 bucks for this? Because I saw some of the other movies that are out right now on, uh, on Amazon Prime you can rent, and they were like $20. Not a fucking chance. I... I wanted to see Wonder Woman 84 in theaters. I will gladly wait. Yeah, I agree. That's, Greg, that's... Greg, what do you got for us? I'm kind of in the same boat. I get like why they're trying to do it, but because my one worry is we get oversaturated with movies with all the summer releases. Like, okay, let's pause all the spring releases, and instead we're going to have a bunch of stuff in the summer, and there are going to be blockbusters that some of these movies will compete with and won't get any views where – Right now, like, hey, we can make money. And and that's what the mindset is, is if we release this now, we'll make money because people are just sitting at home anyway. They want something to do. But and and it, it will be scary for the market in the summer when we're finally, you know, released from quarantine. But I, I get both sides of it. Like, I don't want to pay to watch this at home. I don't want to pay the same I would do at a theater to sit on my living room and watch it for the first time. It's just, it's the same reason I never got into all that. Like, Oh, I'll just fire stick it and watch it. If I'm excited for a movie, I want to go to the theater and see it in its full glory. I don't want to yeah. sit and watch it through a camera lens on my TV screen. Like, it's just not how I want to see a movie for the first time. No, I, I 100%, I a hundred percent agree with that statement, Greg. It's uh, you know, I mean, the, the sentiment is exciting. Cause I get, I get what they're trying to do, right. They're trying to keep us entertained. Obviously a lot of movies have been, uh, you know, sent to various streaming services, and that's kind of the plan going forward for a lot, of, probably some of the smaller ones, uh, the smaller films. But uh, something like this, I think it needs to be delayed. I mean, this is, we all yeah. know that DC Films needs like that 
finance one that financial boost two that just big blockbuster market release to movies you they need that and i think wonder woman 80 84 could very well be that uh so it's it's weird i don't have the hbo streaming service so i'm not sure how much it costs and what it entails um but if that's the only route that they're going to go as far as releasing it i may uh i may take a shot at it i may take a shot i don't know i know the wife's excited uh you know, uh, she, she's excited for the movie, and it, it does stink because uh, Black Widow has been like officially postponed at this point, and, and a lot of other ones. I, I really yeah. do feel that Wonder Woman should just just pump the brakes a little bit. Don't release it. I mean, I I, I don't know how long this this pandemic's gonna last, but uh, probably definitely worth the uh, the wait if they decided to do that. Yeah, there's just plenty for- of like there's plenty of independent movies that you could stream for free that are being released right now. And you could also rent for like $5. They're all over Amazon prime. They're all over these other services. Like stick, stick to the independence. Fuck the big Hollywood shit during this time. I, I just, I really feel like this needs to be a, a theater release just for the whole experience. Yeah. Let the TV shows shine. Like, they're already they, DC, especially in Marvel. Like this is the time. Like I'd rather see a Hulu show get released or or one of the animated things they've been working on. Like the stuff that I already expect to be on streaming services anyway. Just release it a little early. What's it gonna hurt? Um, I know there's a ton of like there's a ton of comic book stuff right now. Amazon released Super Dinosaur, which is an image comic. They released it as a kid show and The Rocketeer as well, which I think is super weird. But like we've got Snowpiercer is hitting um star girl is about to come out they're about to release a second season of harley quinn which i'm super excited for because i loved the first season um cw apparently did an animated deathstroke that's been out since january which i don't know how i didn't know about it and deathstroke is voiced by michael chiklis okay from the shield (laughs) yeah so i need to go back and watch that um it's called Knights and Dragons. It looks awesome. I haven't seen it. It just came out in January, but it was one of their like animated CWC things. So I never even heard about it. Um, but there's a ton of comic book stuff, and I would I would rather see stuff like that being released on the main shows. Like if Wandavision's finished, you know, put it out now, please. Just do it. But I know they're gonna wait because of movie release dates and stuff. But at this point, like you're gonna make money regardless of what you do take care of the people that are sitting at home dealing with this crap. Like it's not like y'all aren't going to make money releasing it in a theater or releasing on a streaming service. Either way, you're going to make it, but release the stuff that is meant for streaming services. Now, if it's ready, why wait? That's how I feel. Yeah. That's no. my soapbox. <laughs> I'm for it. I'm for it. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Aquaman two. I seen uh, some news about that. Say they're going to follow a certain storyline. Uh, what is it's supposed to be the Silver Age something Silver Age Silver Age comics? Yeah, Black yeah, Manta Black... is inspired by the Silver Age comics. Okay, Which I really like Black Manta was probably my favorite part of that movie, and then I feel like he just kind of disappeared real fast towards the end. Um, and I almost would have rather seen him in the suit in a second movie, like let him just start to get set up. So I'm excited to see him more in in this in this second one. I'm excited for him to be like established as the main bad guy. Yeah, I'm I'm like intrigued by this too because I'm seeing stuff here that they're reportedly setting up uh, a different Aquaman to replace Jason Momoa. 
Uh, I just seen that on IMDb. That's the report right now. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, IMDb is usually pretty credible, but I'm just looking at that. Yeah, uh, it says that for Aquaman 2, so I have no idea what the heck's going on. Uh, in that regards, but uh, I love the first Aquaman. I don't think that if uh, if it's a if it's by choice, I don't think they should pull the plug on Jason Momoa. No, uh, and, like not at all, unless it's Momoa who wants to kind of dip out and, and leave. But I mean, he's just he's got it made right now. I, I wouldn't understand leaving uh, leaving that Aquaman franchise the way he is. The only person I, I can see, see them. Go ahead. Oh no, I I, I don't see like. The studio being like, "Hey, let's replace Momoa." It's got to be Momoa. If that's if anything is if this if there's any truth behind this, it has to be him. Possibly, yeah, maybe real. it's because of his uh, his co-star there, uh, who abused yeah. Johnny Depp. Maybe he doesn't want to work with her. Well, I heard that they were pulling the plug on her for sure. That she was definitely getting taken out of there, but maybe they haven't yet. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, this has just a release till 2022. I'm seeing as yeah. well, so we got oh, a little yeah, while. But yeah, we got time to figure all that out. So, I mean, that's that's if it, it feels like forever away. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the future of that is going to be. Uh, I know there was one other little thing. Was it the Flash? I think you were mentioning got canceled. Oh, uh, delayed. Delayed. Delayed uh, because of the because of the Rona. That's unfortunate. You I, know what? I'm honestly fine with it. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Explain. Explain. No, Greg, explain. This is the, the movie we were talking about, right? Yeah. So I, it, first of all, I think the original, the movie was originally slated to come out around this time. And then they pushed it back to begin with. And now they're talking 22, 2022. I, for me, like I'm all about the flash TV show. I prefer the casting for the Flash TV show. I was never on board with Ezra Miller to begin with. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I would rather see the DC universe just go with some characters that we haven't seen. I think that's what was been successful for Marvel was them starting to dip into some of the characters that um, aren't exhausted at this point and people are more interested in. Uh, yeah. And I feel like... Yeah, I know, Mar- right? <laughs> Flash yeah, is like, hey, let's... Keep going back to Batman and Flash and DC yep. or sorry, yep. Superman. Mm. And the B the B listers for DC are just so good. They're just so good. Like I want a Booster Gold movie. I want like I want Blue Beetle. Like and either Ted Court or Jaime Reyes. Give me either. I like I'm I'm cool with the B list. Like give me JSA if you want to do something different. Like Alan Scott Green Lantern. Like switch it up. There's so much there's so much content in DC and it's just like let's go back to the typical seven, the typical big three. And it kind of drives me nuts sometimes as like you know a DC it, comic fan. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, I feel like it all you, you remember those old cartoons or maybe even the three stooges skits where they like uh where where they like plug up a whole uh leaking water into like a room or a ship or something with a finger and it just comes out the other side and they keep trying and more and more just keeps happening <laughs> yeah that's that's what dc films feels like it, it, it it's for me right now it just they just can't get any footing in anything they can't get like yeah they can't get their footing uh when it comes to anything i mean if it's just it's it's wild, and you know the Bat- Batman, great. We want to see it. Uh, Superman, great. We want to see oh, it. Yeah. But like you said, uh, the strength, the thing that 
the strength of Marvel has always been its its B B and C and my, some of the minor characters. Uh, like that, it's it's always been their strength because they've they've built new stars out of those characters. Yeah. Where DC is just like, oh, we're gonna here's old faithful. We got Batman guys, Batman and Joker, uh, or Superman, and you can't do that. Uh, not yeah. in this day and age, Mar- you know. And, and I hate to, you know, it, it's it's true. I hate to say that M- the MCU is better than, than than DC's entertainment, but it is. It's the measuring oh, stick, and that's that's just how it is nowadays. So, uh, it's uh. It's super. It, it's unfortunate that they can't really seem to get anything. Like, I mean, you can't even like this Robert Pattinson's Batman. You can't just go and bring him into the fold of what's left of Justice League because no. it, it it doesn't make sense. They it's were a with Batfleck at this point. Yeah, it, like it's it's just so shot. So uh, I I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do forward, but um, it's I don't I don't know. It's they, it's sad. I do want to see some stuff. Take Scott Snyder or Jeff Johns. Honestly, at this point, I think Scott Snyder and just be like, look, like an actual comic book writer, sit down with them and go, what do we, what, we need our stories written for our movies and let one of them be the front runners for everything. Like Snyder has had an epic, he's made Batman to what Batman is now. Like he's the person who made um, the death in the family. He's done court of owls, like things that are iconic to Batman. Now Snyder's done over the last few years. And now he's had this amazing run with the justice league as well. Uh, at this point, just let the guy like, let a writer come in and do something like that. Uh, so much so that the new front runner for Batman, James Tinian was trained under Scott Snyder and writes the way Snyder writes. <laughs> so it's, it's just like, maybe we need to put, you know, the, the movies into the hands of our writers. But now DC is talking about taking the writers out of it and putting directors behind their comic books and penning some of their comic books like JJ Abrams and stuff. And it's like, dude, they can't even get the movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like well, I'm, put, Abrams maybe, but Snyder and like, uh... you know what? I, I have the answer to all of DC's problems. All of it. All right. Hear me out. Ryan Johnson. Fuck you. <laughs> I just. <sighs> now, uh, panel discussion is now back to two people. <laughs> I'm out. Fuck. Best of yeah. luck in your future endeavor. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I, you said J.J. Abrams. And I was like, oh, man, you know what? The next best thing, Ryan Johnson. Uh, so, no, that's that's that portion of the news. There's actually one major thing. It's not official yet, but it's a very widely uh, acknowledged and, and being shared report. Uh, it's that Robert Downey Jr. could be coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, mind blown yesterday when I seen this. Absolutely mind blown. Uh, on the sentiment of that, uh, I well, you know what, Micah, uh, let's hear your thoughts on it. All right, now I shared this with you guys yesterday. I want Robert Downey Jr. to come back and <laughs> trick everybody to be like, "Yo, it's me." Hey, guys, look at me. I'm fun. I'm zany. I make fun quips at everybody. I wear black Sabbath shirts, but really, he's a cyborg who is evil and is giving everyone in the MCU AIDS. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's the only way it'll work. I mean, it's... If, if he's like a scroll or something, or like Chameleon introducing like the Sinister Six, it, it, like I'm I'm cool with that, I guess. 
I I just I I don't know. It it he you comes, know, I, I, he comes back as Stark the White. <laughs> <laughs> With fucking white hair and a white beard and a staff. Big old white Iron Man suit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fool of the Duke. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Or he comes... Or, or he's a force ghost. Perfect. He can there burn down the, Avenger, the new Avengers Tower and everything. <laughs> Fucking Peter Parker is getting, like, involved in alchemy, and he has, like, Ouija boards and he's burning sage, but he's also using, like, technology to get him back. Yeah, like something like that. But instead of getting like like Tony Stark back, it's some fucking demon version of him from another dimension. Oh yeah, My, and that just, demon version he's just of Tony there for Stark. Aunt May and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, right. I just fuck uh, man. So am I. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I just don't know yeah. how you like do that. Like how you can't undo what we've seen in that game, right? If 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 already Jay comes back. Instant, it it cheapens that ending. That ending was one of the greatest yeah. storytelling, curtain call performances of all time in Hollywood. One of the best of all time, if not the greatest. Some may debate, but if you bring him back into the fold, it just yeah, it just it doesn't seem likely. Uh, and I, one way it'll work, and it is comic book, you know, realistic. And in the um, infamous Iron Man run. You know, he's there as an AI while Doom takes over the Iron Man um, suit. So so him being like the new Jarvis could totally work. And I know there's been rumors of Ironheart uh, and then bringing Riri Williams into the fold, into the suit. Um, so that's something they could totally do is him having uploaded himself in, in an AI for his daughter and for, for Pepper. Um, so that way he can now train up these new Avengers as basically as, as like the new Jarvis. Um, right. Especially with vision out there and, and, and all of that, like that could totally be a possibility. And I would, I think I would be okay with that. Um, just seeing him occasionally as like a, a tell like, wow, I just lost the word as a hologram. I almost said telegram. Cause that's right. Telegram. Um, yep. Telegram. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as like a hologram or just hearing even just his voice. Cause he's got such an iconic voice that you don't need to see who he is to know that. Oh, that's, that's RDJ for sure. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's, he'll probably make more doing that than he did in Dr. Doolittle. Like that's, that's, Ugh. that's the, that's the grand scheme of it. He, he got that paycheck from Dr. Doolittle is like, no man, I made a big, big mistake. <laughs> Kevin Feige, you went up, bro. What is up? How you doing? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Give me so that's three seconds. I'm running away from the mic. <laughs> all right. So yeah, it's uh, okay. Bye, Greg. Uh, uh, I, I'm curious. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I I completely forgot about that Doolittle movie. Actually, like that mouse. That fucking mouse takes you for everything. Good God. <laughs> So that's do little Disney, right? I don't know. I don't know to be honest with you. I, I want to say mean, it everything is. Everything is fucking Disney. It is. Yeah. It really is. Uh, I I really have no idea. But yeah, it's it's truly truly. Uh, it, it's yeah. He, he has to cr- almost come crawling back. So you know, I mean, I'd rather have him back than Natalie Portman. But 
that's a story for another day. But uh, I mean, the sentiment is is cool. Hi, Greg. Uh, Stop talking trash about me. <laughs> uh, hey, do you, real quick, do you know if Doctor Doodle is Disney? Uh, I don't know. I know he was like fully behind it though. Like it was produced by him and everything. You think he's mad that he what? stayed on long? Yeah. You think he's mad that he stayed he stayed on too long with the MCU, and then now he's stuck? Like that's it. He can't go outside of this. Like I get creative. I get like creative freedom. I do. I get like wanting to go off on your own and do your own thing. Um, but dude, you're just gonna make money. <laughs> like, you're. He wanted. He's like, I want this much money. Now he's coming back. He's like, you know what? Never mind. Like I don't need that much. Yeah, it was his. But him and his all- wife produced and wrote uh do little oh, yep that poor poor man he tried okay real quick though when it comes down to it if he does come back in anything other than a memory a flashback a voice or anything like that all the tears that myself and all you fucking nerds shed for this will just all been in vain yeah, for oh, sure. 100%. I agree. Yeah, I mean, me, me, and Greg and our and former host Chris Gallo, we're all sitting together with our uh, with our. Well, yeah, we were all married at the time, uh, with our wives, and there was a lot of tears. I'm 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 gonna I'm going to admit that uh, there were a lot of tears shed on the Gallo side of things. Uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, tears shed on that end, but yeah, it, w- it would it would be just a it just it wouldn't mean anything anymore. Uh, the, I mean, there's that's happened a lot of times. Like movies, ret, movies retcon certain details, and it just screws with the the originals for me. Uh, the the original plans and endings and whatnot. They just let uh, people die. Like it drives me crazy when characters don't die, especially for the for comic book movies too. Because we all know, yeah. uh, we all know what the you know what the deal is. Uh, it just just yeah. let it go. Just let it go. Oh, oh, somehow they slipped under the door at the last second, and didn't get killed in the fire. It's like no, just let them die. <laughs> like that's why things like honestly like game of thrones were so successful for a while because it's like yeah he's not growing his head back he's dead that's it it's over and people were like oh man my characters can die off like that it's not like you know like walking dead it was like oh glenn rolled under the trash can he lived Woo. And or like, like or like the new fast and furious movie where all of a sudden vin diesel's brother is john cena like i mean come on <laughs> well you couldn't see him in the rest of the movies like come on, it it's but it's it's along the lines of that. Like oh yeah, for oh. sure. Retcon, retcon. Uh, so that's I, a thing. I oh man, we could talk all day about John Cena being Vin Diesel's brother. Like, I mean, they look minute. the exact same. Haven't you seen? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And just the idea of John Cena being the new bad guy in the Fast and Furious is just fucking great it's it's so american i love it oh yeah (laughs) i will i will see that movie in theaters or (laughs) at home for twenty dollars i don't know (laughs) well the net and then the next movie it'll be batista they're just going to be grabbing everybody why hasn't Batista been in the Fast and Furious yet? I, I would fuck? actually be okay. He, it's going to be like Hobbs and Shaw versus Batista. <laughs> no, man. It's going to be Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw are going to team up to fight John Cena and Vin Diesel. 
But then somehow Batista is going to be the big bad guy. He's going to be part cyborg, and he's going to be from space. But the four of them have to team up to fight Batista. That, and then eventually Batista will join the crew, and he'll be stealing cars with the rest of the gang. Well, they'll be stealing spaceships at that point. I'm just waiting for them to all fucking get it over with. Yeah, they're going to be racing free, freaking spaceships <laughs> in there. <laughs> Fast and the Furious 10 crossed with Planet of the Apes. I think we're I, – I, look, dude, you're behind. We're at Fast and Furious 14 right now. I know. <laughs> I forgot. I can't keep track of fucking Fast and Furious 10. Like, what is this, 2002? Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> Fast and Furious 15, Infinity War. This part two. Uh yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. But um, I seriously, I cannot wait until they are actually in space and someone makes a joke about Saturn and they're actually <laughs> driving like a souped-up Saturn. <laughs> you know it's coming. This one is Fast Ten. Wow, I uh, oh, I thought this was Fast Nine. <laughs> no, this is Fast Nine. Yeah, Twenty One is Fast Ten. There it is. It's already planned. Uh, oh my it's God. already planned and releasing in eight, in April on 2021. I, I hate everything. I hate <laughs> everything so much. Um, all right, so let's get to the ladies. Uh, oh, we were we had a show. We have a show. I mean, I can honestly make jokes about Fast and Furious. I could do it. That's my thing. I could do an episode crapping on the Fast and Furious movies. I I really could. Like, there was a point when they legit were talking about crossing those over with Transformers. I just want to say that. And now we're good. Now I'm done. Lord help us. Uh, so, yeah, we are still in the middle of Women's History Month. We have one more episode after this to kind of talk about. Uh, last week pr- went pretty well. We got we got nuts. It was nice. Let's get nuts. Oh, Let's did get we? nuts. Oh, yes, we did. Oh, uh, <laughs> so we bring in three more characters to the table today. That we're excited to talk about, special uh, to us in uh, various, various ways. And we're hoping to spotlight uh, a little bit of our passion for these characters for you. Who wants to start this week? Okay, Mike is up first. I'm excited because if it's the same one you said last week, I'm excited. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, you just got done saying about how this is something special to us. And it is Women's History Month, and I feel the need to talk about this girl because she did make an impact it's on, the, on kind of the underground and so much so that it, it eventually – a movie came out in 1995 about her. I'm talking about Tank Girl. Uh, Tank Girl was, like, first debuted back in 1988. It's a British comic, comic book really underground, created by Jamie Hewlett and Alan Martin. I mean, it eventually became mainstream around, like, 89, 90. Not mainstream so much, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. people knew like about it. It's like classic and we keep, Yeah, and we keep bringing this up, or at least I do, but, like, a, kind of like a Harley Quinn, Deadpool-type thing where it was, uh, or, like, Squirrel Girl, uh, yeah. where it kind of, like, just took off on its own. It took off naturally. But the thing that I don't get about tank girl is other than the look the artwork and the jokes it's i never understood why like she became so popular because when you actually read these comic books it's such a disorganized mess it's so hard to follow 
But what makes it cool, like that part's hard. Like there's, there's not much of a story or a plot or an, like a, a, never really a narrative as to what's going on. Like at first there was uh, Rebecca Buck before she became t- Tank Girl, when she was just Rebecca Buck. Like she was, uh, she was undertaking these secret missions for like this big evil, evil org- secret organization. Uh, but then eventually she became an outlaw when they, they found out that she had issues with substance abuse and, of course, her sexual orientation, which is she fucks kangaroos. Uh, <laughs> Booga! Booga! Yeah, Booga! Booga. Her, uh, her boyfriend, Booga, is a kangaroo. Uh, and they go on adventures together with Jack Girl, and they have a lot of fun. But, and a, a lot of it is meta, where just like Deadpool, you know, they kind of talk to you. They make fun of past issues. They, it's it's very meta, very psychedelic, and just awesome punk visual art. I absolutely love the artwork in this. Um, but like I said, just it's Tank Girl's always been super hard to follow. Um, I, Tank Girl takes place in a futuristic, futuristic Australia, and it just drew a lot from British pop culture. And that, like a, a lot of that shit goes over my American head, but it's still definitely a good time. I mean, who you guys remember the movie, right? I I didn't I was what two years old when it came out. I honestly like, didn't even know. I, I don't think I ever saw it. Said it. I didn't even know. Until I didn't you know, said I it. seen the movie. No, I know. I was like looking oh, at shit. it too. The cast is pretty insane, actually. Like there's a like there's a lot of people in it. Like Ice T and Iggy Pop. <laughs> like that's yeah. just those two alone. <laughs> okay, let me stop you right there. Ice T was still kind of uh, ninety five. Like he was mainstream. He yeah. was in a few movies, uh, but I mean, he he had a, a hardcore band, and he was also a rapper. Like this is right up his alley. Iggy Pop, it's fucking Iggy Pop. This is also right up his alley. So like, there's no surprise that like people like that would be in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like Malcolm McDowell mm-hmm. was the main bad guy in it, and also same thing. No surprise, Malcolm McDowell's in a lot of shit, yeah. uh, a lot of shit, shit, and a lot of good shit too. Uh, but then, of course, you had Naomi Watts was in the movie. Yeah, that was uh, the other Naomi, one I saw. Naomi Watts threw me off completely. Yeah, she played as Jet Girl. Uh, I mean, the movie, the movie is actually a lot of fun, uh, but it is so true to the comic in that it's just a chaotic, a chaotic mess, but in a good way, if that makes sense. And Lori, uh, Lori Petty. She portrayed Tank Girl uh, back in 95, which was also directed by a girl, Rachel Talele. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it's awesome because it was, Tank Girl was created by a girl for girls and also directed by a girl. Uh, I think that's, that's super awesome. Um, unfortunately, the movie only made $6 million on a $25 million budget, but of course now it's considered like a cult classic. Yeah. Um, right. I, I mean, to, uh, Today, Tank Girl is still being pumped out. Uh, have you guys read any of the new stuff? Matt did for one of the shows at one point for like a weird episode where we just picked random crap. We did, and I Matt, I, what did I, what did you think? Like, I I didn't hate it at all. It was very wacky and but fun, uh, over the it's top. I, I think is the best way to really describe it. Over the top and fun. Uh, the, I forgot what the, the the actual substance of the issue was, but or that specific issue. I think Tank Girl's tank was missing, 
actually. Uh, they somebody, were auctioning they, it off. They were auctioning it off, and some other girl, some woman who was like in charge of watching over this thing, uh, she like shaved her head like Tank Girl. She was like a super huge fan of Tank Girl, and they ended up. <laughs> The, the book actually ended with them face to face. This this girl and actual tank girl, uh, face to face, which is which is pretty neat. But I, yeah, I did, I did like what I read. Uh, it was very well, obviously very adult orientated, but I was I had a good time. I was a little like some stuff was like weird. Like if you're just coming into it and you don't expect her to be, you know, with a kangaroo, it's it's a little much uh, at first. But then you're like, you know what? This is laid back. This is chill. This is fun. I like I was invested in it. I really was. Uh, I wish I would have found more continual issues on it. This uh, a tank girl was meant for nineteen uh, nineties punks, you know yeah, when sure. you would have you would have the people like oh yo man fuck X Men fuck that mainstream shit fucking sheep fucking fucking reading that shit I read Tank Girl like that's what this was for that that crowd uh, Tank Girl was for the same people that read Spawn you know um, oh back on the back on the movie uh, Lori Petty who played Tank Girl did an amazing job. Uh, she was awesome as tank girl and Lori Petty. I know she's out doing cons right now. Uh, a lot of fans of the tank girl series and the movie, they get to meet her. I, I know she doesn't cost a lot, even though recently she, uh, she was in, I want to say the last couple seasons or the last few seasons of that orange is the new black show. Okay. Uh, she plays, she plays the crazy, uh, the crazy bag lady. Um, that got arrested for, I don't even fucking know, whatever. Um, but yeah, dude, tank girl is still going on strong. It's still pumping out issues. And also there is another tank girl movie in the works. Really? Start. It's, it's actually being produced and starring Margot Robbie. Oh, that, that kind of makes sense. Actually. Yes. And, after uh, after thinking about that, I am pretty pumped for that because Margot Robbie will do this character justice, and I think with a bigger budget, a bigger name like Margot Robbie, I think that we could get Tank Girl going and even pump out, you know, a few movies. Dude, could not you just imagine one that's gonna flop? If like George Miller got his hands on it, like oh Jesus. Yeah, if they even had even like a little bit of like the flavor of Mad Max in it, oh my, it would be killer. It would be oh, awesome. Oh god. Yeah, I'd practical be... practical effects. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm excited at the sentiment of that. That's that's cool cuz I yeah, mean Margot I Robbie is is star cool. power right now and I I don't know how long her run for as Harley Quinn is going to be. I, it's probably going to be for a while, but I, I don't see a problem with her playing another like superpower character uh well comic book book based character uh i'm i'm all for that i think she'd fit in perfect we've seen her range like margot robbie has a lot of range it's very underrated uh so it would be it would be a really good fit yeah if anybody doubts margot robbie's range watch i tanya holy shit it's awesome oh yeah yeah, she, no, without a doubt. I think she generally gets invest or genuinely gets invested in the characters she's playing. Like I've watched and, and people complain and I was one of them about like the new look for Harley Quinn and everything, but her mannerisms, the way she approaches the character and things like that 
tells me like, okay, she's a fan of this character. She's read the comic. She's, she's looked into this character and like what makes her tick, especially after like, I know the movie didn't get the best reviews, but like after birds of prey, I was very impressed with just like how she embodied the character. And so I think she could do that for sure. She definitely is a fan of whatever she's um, taking on as a character. Oh yeah. Not yeah, a doubt. That's, that's, that's all I got on take, girl. <laughs> okay. Uh, very good. Greg, you mind if I go next? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, sweet. So I am talking about a, a woman that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, undoubtedly so. A woman who I grew up she was like that mother, that first mother comic book figure uh, f- for me. And I'm talking about Mrs. Susan Storm, a.k.a. Susan R- Re- oh, Susan Richards, I guess. Uh, Invisible Woman. Uh, Invisible Woman. Uh, Fantastic Four was probably the first bulk of comic books that I really immersed myself in. Uh, I've said it a few times on the show. My uncle has all of his my dad's and some of my other uncle's uh, comic book collections from when they were younger. And he had a whole stack that he let me borrow a fantastic four book. So I, that was like the first like series, like uh, just really, really invested in it. One after another, had them all in order. Uh, it was really cool. And then Susan storm comes into play and she's just, she, she wasn't like super mother. I mean, she, I mean, she was motherly, but um, she was just a, like a, a very strong character, a strong female character, which I wasn't used to at that point from a personal reading perspective. Uh, so I always like admired her for that reason. She's kind of the glue that holds the Fantastic Four together in a lot of instances because she has her hot-headed brother Johnny Storm, of course. Uh, the Thing, they're always battling and, and everything. And she's kind of like that, that calm peacefulness uh, that, that makes everything okay. Uh I, yeah, I remember, uh, what was it, Burger King. I think it was Burger King or McDonald's way back in the 90s released Fantastic Four toys. And she had she was, she was had one of the coolest ones. Uh, I forgot which order it was, but if you put her in water, I think her color, like it was an invisible toy, like a see-through yep. plastic. But if you held it underwater for a certain amount of time, uh, her coloring, you could see the Fantastic Four suit. is one of the coolest little things. Yep, I uh, had that same figure. I, I gotta find it. About. I'm gonna see if it's on. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if it, I can find it on like uh, Amazon or eBay or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I've always really. I, she's just really cool and, and probably ver- she's very powerful too. Everybody likes to call her like this. Uh, this beta character, like beta character, who can't do a whole lot. But I mean, her ability to project force fields and so much. It's. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty incredible power that I, that I've gotten to witness. Um, I actually, uh, I used to love playing the old '90s Fantastic Four game for PS One as well, and she was one of my favorite characters for it. But, <laughs> but I'm excited to see her kind of make the date, you know, jump the see her portrayed in the MCU because I think she will be a very, very powerful character going forward. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say she's anything close to Scarlet Witch in terms of power level, but I think that like she can become like this. There's almost this new like face of the MCU on the female side of things. Not, I mean, I know they're going to push Captain Marvel and whatnot, but I think uh, Susan Sue Richards can uh, can be that, be a piece of that, and and one that I greatly admire. And it doesn't feel forced at all either. I'm a like I'm going to chime in because I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan, as you know. I've said it on the show before, but like Sue Storm is is so underrated. I think. 
um, as a character. I think it's um, for the longest time, and they've had their ins and outs. Like she actually uh, at one point had, it's revealed she had a small relationship with Ben before they went on the flight. Um, and she's she's been with Doom kind of by force. Namor. Uh, I've seen Namor. Namor. Well. Uh, there was a point in time too where, uh, well, Scott Lang had a thing for Reed Richards yeah. was supposed to have like died, and Scott yeah. Lang was like, "Ooh, I want me some Sue Richards, give me that." Yeah, but she's—they've always <laughs> had like when people think Invisible Woman, they think Mister Fantastic as a as a couple too. I don't think, if anything, she's definitely obviously more powerful than him, um, and she is supposed to be pretty on par with intellect as well. But like. Some of her powers, like people don't realize she can make buildings completely disappear. She can create weapons. She can do like she can create projectiles. She can actually choke people out with like the um, she can create her force fields and not allow there to be oxygen in it. So she's way more powerful, I think, than people even realize um, can almost function as like a green. Like we've said it last week, too, but like a green lantern of sorts where she can create constructs out of the force fields. Um and I just I just enjoy her character. And I, I think you're right. Like she's that motherly character, and even more now so with um Valeria and Franklin as main characters in like the current run. Um the current run is probably one of my favorite ongoing comic books at this at this time too. And she's just a really great character. I'm glad you you brought her up because she's changed a couple of times. At one point they had her in that like this weird suit where like the four was cut out and just revealing like her chest. And then they decided to put her in more of like the typical, like mom jean super suit. Uh, (laughs) uh, And I've just always been drawn to her character. No, 100%. I mean, what did you guys think of the different like movie portrayals? Uh, And and I'll ask you first, uh, Mike, uh, the, the very Jessica Alba, and I forgot the other, uh, the the new the newer girl. I forgot what her name is. But what did you think of those like portrayals of her? I well, I mean, those movies. God damn it! The, <laughs> the truest version of her would be like the nineteen ninety four Fantastic yes. Four movie, <laughs> which I, um, I have a soft spot for. I do. It's like, uh, dude, I had such a huge crush on Jessica Alba at the time and like I loved it because you know it's Jessica Alba but what the fuck um and then that last dude that last Fantastic Four movie is so forgettable I couldn't even tell you anything (laughs) about Susan Storm from that like they just they always got her wrong um but yeah they they it's just it's not a good portrayal of her but uh I mean real quick like you say mom I say MILF. So, <laughs> touche, touche. I can agree with I mean, that. Get, get yourself an actress that's a little older, but like one of those actresses that they have on those, uh, those Bang Bros movies. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the ones where like she's, she's walking around, she's invisible, and then she goes visible, but she's naked. And like you're, you're over there like painting the fence. And then, like, she sees you looking at her, and then she she's like, no, you get in here right now. And then, like, you know, she, you're like, you're like, no, 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 I'm just painting the fence. But then she puts a force field around you and pulls you in. And then, like, she's got a big ass. And uh, I, you know, I feel like I'm going too far with this. Uh, but that's how, that's how I think she should be portrayed in these movies. And that's where they got it wrong. 
On the flip side, I say Emily Blunt is perfect for her. I want that so okay. bad. I do. So you say Emily Blunt, I say Nikki Benz. Okay, so. Oh my that's, god, that's why we're different. <laughs> I, this is like right now we're at a perfect balance because I feel like Matt falls right in between us here, <laughs> and we are on like such different spectrums. I am the Susan Storm of this podcast. <sighs> Matt, you are not the Susan Storm of this podcast. You're the Wolverine in between Jean Grey and Cyclops right now. <laughs> which one is which? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll be Jean Grey. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you that's could fine. be Cyclops, and Will, our other co-host who has yet to join us, he'll be Professor X. No, sorry. Will, like, if you look, Will can't be anything but Beast. Just upside down <laughs> the rafters. Oh gosh, you can save that for next right. time. Yeah, with that one. You got anything but, else on Invisible? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much a, a wrap. I mean, yeah, she's just been uh, she's been a part of some pretty cool storylines and a character that I think falls under. Uh, she doesn't get a whole lot of credit. She's been overshadowed a lot, especially over the last twenty, thirty years. You know, by uh, you know, by the likes of Black Widow and Jean Grey and all these other very, very powerful uh, characters that have been, you know, portrayed well on, on the big screen. And uh, I just I really want to see a rebirth. I think she can be a, uh, a a valuable asset to the MCU if they if they choose to use her right and, and, and cast her correctly. I agree. I'm, yeah, I'm all about it. But all right. Yeah, I'm all wrapped up with that. Uh, Greg, what do you got for us today? So I went non-superhero uh it is a dc comic um it is a newer comic it's actually not even done yet but the character is june branch from the current run um of basket full of heads which i'm i'm just like i've really been loving this this comic it came out last year it is a hill house comic um from dc so it's written by joe hill who if you don't know is um Wow, my brain, Stephen King's son, um, and he's made the Lock and Key comic books, which just was recently made into a Netflix show. Um, and so it's more on the horror end, and this book is just awesome. Um, I really love this character because she falls into the premise of the comic is um, a girl and her boyfriend are in, you know, in the typical mansion when all of a sudden the four criminals during a dark stormy night break in and start kidnapping people and are trying to kill them. Uh, and she ends up by herself, but she actually, she's like the typical scream queen in one way and not in the other. She's like the, the female heroine and, and Micah will know more about this kind of thing than I will even. Uh, but she's not like the innocent. She's kind of the mixture of the two like main female archetypes in a horror movie kind of slammed into one. Um, okay. where she's not like the innocent hero. She's kind of the flirt and, and all of that, like still, you know, doing what she does. Um, but still has that like kind of, for lack of a better word, kick-ass personality too, where she's just you like, swear? all about, I did minorly, um, whoa. Whoa. just kind of like, dude, not scared of anything kind of like out there. I'm ready to party. I'm ready to have a good time. But she finds this ax uh, in her boyfriend's house because um, her father's a collector and the ax has the ability to like easily cleave a head off. 
Um, so she cleaves off the head of one of her attackers, but it turns out that when she cleaves the head off, they stay alive. Um, so it's, oh. it's awesome. It totally gives me like a your next vibe and things like that where she's fighting back. And it's kind of like that fight back, like revenge horror. Um, but as she's killing the people she's fighting back against, she's carrying around a basket of their talking heads. Ooh, and it's, that's really it's, cool. It's really, it's a really good book. I feel like you would love it, Micah. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's really got this like eighties horror vibe to it. Um, I think it's on issue five or six right now out of seven or eight is what the plans are. And it's, I'm just, it's a lot of fun. There's, I'm not going to go too much into the character, obviously, cause there's not, it's not a too long of a story, but she's the like lead character. She's, it's all about her, um, and kind of fighting back against these villains by herself. Uh, and I, I just really like it. It's different. It's kind of been my thing lately. I like I've, I'd rather pick up like a horror or a Hill house comic, um, than I would a superhero comic at the moment. It's just kind of where I'm at. Sometimes I, I go through phases like that. This is all I'm oh, doing yeah, is dude, reading no horror comics and listening to horror radio drama right now. Like that's where my head is. Um, and I'm just, I love it. I, I picked it up thinking like, Oh, this will be kind of cheesy and fun. And I, I just, I really enjoy it. Um, I love the lock and key comics and I think he's a really like creative writer. Uh, and I think that's why I like this so much. It's just not like a story I've seen before. Yeah, man, dude, that sounds awesome. Can I borrow that from you? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. You can telegram him. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely one of each page. I'm going to be getting like the full collection for because I like it that much. Nice. Yeah, I think that, and I have I have another one next week. I'm super excited about. So yeah, this is it's like right up my alley. It's been perfect. I was like, oh, she's a great character. I'll talk about her this month rather than the typicals. I had so many I wanted to talk about, uh, and I was just like, no, June Branch is is so cool. And I think like this would be a movie if they or a, a comic that they could do like a really cool movie out of uh, that would have the kind of success. And they're, they're doing it right now. Like it, it's in the realms of like your next, um, the hunt that just came out. What was that other one? Ready or not where the parents were like hunting the, the girl down after she got married. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, it totally fits in that kind of, of storytelling and realm. Um, and she's that kind of character. And I think it would be, I, I would, I would love to see this hit like a big screen. Honestly, I think it would be really cool and really well done. Uh, and if you had the right people playing like the, the heads in the basket with some iconic voices, it could be really fun. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be great. Robert Downey Jr. Should be one of the voices in the back. <laughs> He's in there. He's in there. Fucking be awesome. Have him in there, him in there, Mark Hamill and John Cena. And Al Pacino. And John C. Riley. Oh, John C. Yeah. Riley. Yeah. And Joe. Oh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> uh, who else do we want? Danny DeVito. Let's just Dave put a DeVito. bunch of heads in there. How many heads are there? Well, there's only four as of right, or three as of right now. I think ah, it's going to keep going. But who knows? She has a whole basket full. Yeah. She could just go chopping heads off. <laughs> that's, that's, I got to tell you, that's awesome. <laughs> it's a it's a fun like i was really surprised when i picked it up and the first issue was just like to be honest i read the first issue and i was like oh that's it well i guess i'll read the second issue oh okay and it just like hypes up and it, it's perfect 
Hill House is doing awesome, a cool dude. job. I love that DC Comics was like, all right, on Black Label, we're just going to give Joe Hill his own group of horror comics he can curate and be a part of. And there's some really cool, some really cool comics in there. But yeah, that's everything I've got on June Branch from Basketball Heads. All right. Very, very good. Hey. Uh, I think that wraps up today's episode. Uh, Mike, I feel like there's something, you know, perverted or something you want to add to the end of this show. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being prepared for it. I don't want to close out too early because last year or last week I discovered, you know, everything that's going on with Cyclops and uh, and, and I, I'm not even going to elaborate on it, but is there, is there anything that you want to add to close off this episode? During these dark times, oh gosh, you have to stare at the mirror, look at yourself, and ask what you can do in this time of not being able to do anything. And the best thing is, is you just got to get the demons out. Get the demons out of you and go find yourself some... Invisible woman, porn. There it is. There it is. Uh huh. <laughs> On Bang Bros. All right. Now you could watch that, or you could watch China. You remember China? R I P. Oh gosh. Oh she gosh. Did, China did some porn. Now she did a She Hulk. She was She Hulk in a video, getting plowed by Thor, and I'm pretty sure Captain America got involved in there too. <sighs> I also found. I also found now this is day five for me with this quarantine, and I, I'm I'm already this deep, deeper, deeper into the subject, and I found that there is actually very good quality, oh, no. very good quality Star Wars porn. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you describe it as very it is, good quality, <laughs> it's impressive. It's so impressive. There's oh. like this uh I forgot what the species is, uh, and I'm embarrassed by it. But do you remember the blue, the blue girl Felix. that was dancing for Jabba? Thank you. Yep. All right. There was like a, a version of her mixed with Darth Maul, and she's a Sith, and she is she's a double sided lightsaber, and she's fighting off Jedi's, but at the same time, blowing them and just everything you can think of. But also very high quality. I recommend it. But also very high quality. Oh, I mean, the plot, the, plot, the plot kind of escapes me a little bit because I, you, know, you can only do so much. But, like, check that out and just, just be good to each other during these dark times. <laughs> All right. You, there, you, there, there it is. You heard it here from the man, the myth. The man, the myth, yes. the Micah. Micah. The Micah. <laughs> live, live, laugh, and love. All right. There it is. There it is. Uh, but all right. So that does that. Uh, make sure you guys are paying attention to our Facebook page. We're getting a little bit more active on there. Uh, I started doing my ghetto streams uh, two days ago, so make sure you go check in on that. I'm not as good as Greg, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, so just, just. Make sure you find us on Facebook, uh, of course, and we we appreciate you guys listening to us as always. We'll be back next week with one more episode for Women's History Month, and then 
that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it for the month of March. What? What? Uh, what's our theme next month? You know, Greg? Is, is, uh, it's on my phone, which is dead. It's either like Pet Avengers or Power Couples or something. I don't remember. I want to say Power Couples. Okay. Oh, power we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, whatever it may be, but thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week right here on the panel discussion. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. What are you recording? I'm currently recording a Vinyl Divers podcast. Vinyl Divers? What's that? Vinyl Divers is a podcast that I do where I talk everything music related from bands that are on vinyl that I've collected, uh, old vinyl that I found and purchased, to bands that I'm currently listening to on iTunes and Spotify because guess what? I can't afford all the vinyl that I want. But it's a vinyl podcast. Yes, essentially. It's a music podcast that started off as a vinyl podcast. Is there diving involved? There is diving into podcasts and vinyls. Where can I find Vinyl Divers? Find Vinyl Divers on the network app, BICVP-radio.com. Sweet. Keep diving.